Blog Talk Radio. I'm yelling and my voice just sucks still. I was telling Meg before the show began, you're going to have to, you're going to have to help me out a little bit more today because man, my voice sucks. So this is the best it sounded though in a long time, guys. So we're live, live show. It's been a couple of weeks and this is is the best I've sounded since then. So thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Let's see, from the closet, from uh, the People's Republic of Minnesota. Welcome to In the Closet Objectivist. I'm Corey Baum along with Dr. Megan Ribbons and Stuart Hayashi. He is also along for the ride out in Hawaii. Aloha, Stuart. How are you? Metaphysical. Metaphysical. And, you know, awesome. uh, fresh, fresh from uh, having his uh, computer crash. We had a bunch of problems this past week, aside from me, you know, and my, my voice troubles. Uh, we had we had computer troubles and all kinds of other stuff happened. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes that happens. You know, you just got to hope yeah. for the best. What's the podcast so. about? A little drama, am I right? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, but hey, the, here's the thing though. When we started, I, I was half expecting the, the, us not to connect right away. We're going to have to go through and reboot like we usually do. Mm-hmm. And that that well. that. You know that didn't happen. We actually connected, and we were off and running right away, which is like that's like a first in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Because usually we have to reboot or something to go screwy with Log Talk, but no, that that all went fine. It's just the physical ailments and the the metaphysical ailments. I don't know if that makes sense, but anyway, that's that's our problem. But we're back. We're back. Um. So yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, Meg, how are you doing? I, I got. I'm sorry, I didn't get in and say how are you. Oh no, well we were chatting before the show. Yeah, I'm I'm hanging in there. Just um, lot going on, a lot of lot of work. Very very yes. cool stuff. But uh, we were, we, you know, I'm already like about to collapse. We were talking about because we all you know have regular jobs, and we were talking about you know, how things are going and, you know, we're all, we're all in different, you know, areas, right. We all work in different, you know, uh, different fields, jobs, yeah. fields, fields. And so, you know, I was just explaining, I, I'm in, you know, uh, I'm in mortgage and we're busy everywhere because my mortgage company does every, every um, type of mortgage in every place in the, in the country. So, you know, they could, we could do something in, you know, in, um, in New York, or we could do something in, you know, Mexico or New Mexico or whatever. So we could do all, we're kind of all over. So I was just explaining that earlier. This is boring, but anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so we're, anyway, we're extremely busy and, uh, but we, we, I would much rather be doing this, <laughs> but it is what it is. And uh, I, I was just went off on a, a little bit of a tangent, but um, let's get to housekeeping. If you if we uh, if we uh, uh, have a moment here and here it is right here. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. You come back in an hour. Housekeeping. You want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping. You want men for 
Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. And you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and the TuneIn Radio app, along with following us on Blog Talk, as hopefully a lot of you are. That would be great. And um, also, uh, patreon.com for any sort of donations. If you find this show of value, a donation is much appreciated. Otherwise, you don't have to do that either. You can just listen to the show. So we do appreciate that. And again, I'm sorry about, you know, we, we haven't done a fresh show in a while. This is going to be something that I should mention is we're probably going to do more of this where we go take a little bit of uh, longer breaks or maybe I, I know we've mentioned this before, but we may just have like maybe Meg and, and maybe Megan Garrett will just do a show or whatever. I'm just pulling people or like maybe Stuart will just do something like that could happen in the future, just depending on schedules and how I'm feeling and stuff like that. So just to give you guys a heads up, um, we appreciate anybody listening, but change up a little bit. Sometimes we might not even do a show. And so that kind of thing. So just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up on that. So, but thank you to everybody who's listening. So, um, I also wanted to go ahead and, uh, so, so my news headline is you guys probably are too young to, uh, to get this, but I, you got to give me a break because I hadn't thought of anything. Right. I just was like, it, I didn't really think anything until like literally a half hour ago. So, okay. So, uh, so you, Here's how I want to start it. 30 years later, and I still can't figure out what Susodio is. What Susodio is. And I have if you don't no, know, I've never heard that before. Susudio, Susudio by <coughs> Phil Collins. It's a, it's a song he wrote in oh. the 80s. And I can't figure out what the fuck that means. I still can't yeah. figure it out. And I, I botched the name. I botched it to Studio. That's that's how you say it. I was just listening to it, and uh, I don't know what the hell it is, and I still can't figure it out. So anyway, that's my news headline. <laughs> Does that makes any any sense? I don't. It doesn't. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, Meg. My fake news headline. Um, yes. A, or real, it doesn't matter at this point. A dietary supplement can give you way more energy, prevent a lot of different diseases, and, um, pro, you know, keep you youthful longer. Um, yeah, that would be a good a, one. It's, it's like a semi-fake news headline. Um, one of my coworkers, not someone with whom I work directly, um, he actually published, um, I think, I think it was in Science last week, um, a review about um, about NID. It's, it's something that, you know, allows cells to do their things. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of cell division when you're young, and yet no, it's, cancer is very, very rare in the young um, relative mm-hmm. to, you know, cancer your risk of cancer tends to increase with age. Um, yep. You know, despite the fact that you, you know, there's rapid cell division um, when you're young. And, and this correlates with um, a decreased amount of NAD. But you can actually take a supplement to have more NAD. And it's been shown that this supplement increases energy and strength. And um, it's, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, awesome. Megan, awesome. are, are you... Are you telling me that what the dietary supplements Alex Jones has been selling doesn't already do that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I really wish I could say yes to that question. Why should I trust I don't think you anybody, and the other globalists over him? Yeah, I, I, I don't know that anybody really trusts Alex Jones. Well, surprising number of people... I talked on Facebook too for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I don't uh, talk to them. I mean, I, I think I might be in some of those groups or, you know, know some of those people, but I think a lot of people kind of like, I want to say laugh at them. You know what I mean? But I don't know that they take them too seriously. Maybe I'm just being naive, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, cause I don't, 
I really just maybe I'm just not in those groups. Okay, I'll give you that. Maybe that's just it. You know. But I don't. I think people just kind of look at them and are like, they're just entertained and amused, and they're like, ah, you know. I don't know. I I don't know what to make of that, because I don't see now again, Stuart. Maybe you know. I don't. I don't know if Meg. You know. I mean, I just think people like kind of laugh at. They're just kind of amused. But maybe I, I, you know, I'm totally honestly. I have heard the name and I have no idea who that is. Well, you guys I am know, I'm not on Facebook at all. Right. Well, Mark, well Meg, you're more of a, a yeah, yeah. Meg's more of the um, what's the other uh, the other one we're on? <laughs> Meg, the other, uh, well, I'm like yeah, barely on anything. I I well, okay. Meg is the word for Meg is the same. She hasn't heard, heard of Alex Jones. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think you might be giving me a little bit too much credit, Stuart, but I will take it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I, I, Stuart, um, what, what's your headline? So the Ayn Rand Institute finally comes to its senses, has Ocon in Honolulu. Yeah, well... <laughs> Great, uh, you 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 know, boy, that would be expensive. I don't know if I'd be able to get out there, but you know, no, it'd, it'd, be, finally it'd, be, it'd be cool. The dishes yeah. come to where you know all the awesomeness is, where people want well, to go hey, anyway. Hey, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'd love to go out there, and I know a lot of people that do. I mean, I don't. I mean, I have friends of friends and like old friends that are on Facebook that I see go out there like once a year and I'm like just envious that they go out there. And, but uh, yeah, I wish, I wish I could someday maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'd have an Ocon out there. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, it'd be, uh, it'd be something. It'd be cool. So that's your headline. Yeah. All right. So I see we have Garrett on the phone here too. And uh, Garrett, he could uh, enlighten us as to, uh, his news headline, if you'd like. How's it going, guys? If you, uh, good. I'd, I'd be good with uh, piggybacking on Stewart's headline. Okay, Wouldn't go mind on. Uh, Honolulu Ocon, maybe maybe Maui. Yeah. That, wait, that's where. Now I'm sorry, I forgot. Stewart said you're in Maui, right? Stewart, I forgot if you said that or or where you no. again? No, no, I'm on the island where Honolulu is located. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. See, you know that, that I'm, I'm losing it in my old age. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. So no, that that'd be great. Um, by the way, is anyone? Oh, I know Meg. You're going out there. Garrett, are you going to Ocon this year? I'm yes. assuming you are. Okay. I will be there. And, oh, Stuart is too. Right. No, Stuart, you secret. are too. Right? No secret. Well, it's, it's out now, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, it's out. All three of us, all three of the people that are listening, <laughs> that's out. <laughs> well, they can catch it on the replay. Now that, that'll be that'll be great though. What, now that's coming up. Well, that's uh, a couple months away, right? It's like June, July. I want to say June, June. Okay. Cool. Late June. Very, 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 very cool. That'll be fun for you guys. Someday I will make yeah, it out there. Yeah, I gotta there. say I'm super excited. Um. Uh, in fact, um, Star Cushman, who has been an interviewee of ITCO, is Which is uh, a great interview, by the way. You guys, sorry to yeah, interrupt. But if you don't, Meg did a great fucking job on that interview with Char. Oh, you were so uh, on, on On, on uh, Montessori Schools. You guys should check it out. It's, it's an old one from, I don't know, about a year ago, I suppose, huh? But yeah, that that's that is one that I'm really proud of, and you guys did such a good job. Anyone that's listening to the show, go back and listen to that one. I can't remember what episode it was, but go back about a year, check it out. It it's was good. a blast. Sorry. Like I, I took off a, a day just so I could drive up there and observe the school and talk to Shar, and it was it was a very profitable day. It was yeah, it was very great. enlightening conversation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah, she's got a talk at Ocon. 
Lisa Van Dam has got um, a talk on. She's she's spoken at Ocon before. She did courses on um, making poetry a part of your life and um, Russian short stories. You know what I mean? And and I I love every single lecture she's ever done. I I wish there were more you could just buy. Um, although um, we may have mentioned this before on on ITCO, but it's, it's worth repeating, um, she has this group called Read With Me, and you can subscribe, and um, she will read aloud. Um, <coughs> I think it's it's once a week or so, she will read aloud a chapter um, of a classic. It, so, like, she, her first project was 93. And so she read it aloud, and you could listen to the recording, and then she would have a separate recording discuss, you know, recapitulating the Facebook um, discussion and adding in her own commentary. And she's so great about drawing your attention to the important things. I mean, these these um, novels are really dense, right? And it's very easy, at least for me, to kind of get into the weeds. And she she really synthesizes it and draws attention to things that I overlook when I get really excited. And, you know, so I just, you know what I mean? Like I kind of barrel through the, the chapter without really picking up on the, it, so it, on, in, in a lot of ways it's like the Atlas project and it's really yeah. fun. And, and um, yeah, she's, she's reading um, Notre Dame de Paris, the, the hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I, <clears throat> If you've got an extra few bucks a month um, after you, of course, have, you know, donated to our Patreon fund, absolutely <laughs> subscribe yeah. to read read with me. It's it's that's I, really I cannot cool. recommend um, it enough. That is awesome. I mean, that's more of I, I want to do more of that like like the Atlas Project. It it, it that um like stuff like that really jazzes because. You know, you can, you, you can, especially with a novel like, like Atlas, right? So it's so meaty, you know, that you, you almost mm-hmm. have to, you almost have to go that way. You know, if you really want to dig in, if you really want to understand. Uh, so like, mm-hmm. um, you know, now if I, if you're going to have to repeat because, so let's say, okay. So this read with me project she's doing right now is, is the hunchback. Is that what you said? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, so. You can go online, is that right? And then subscribe, and then, and then read with her. Or, or is it like you? Li- oh, is it like you listen to old? Can it be you're listening while she's doing it, or is it like you can get recordings and all that stuff and like all so, that? So she, um, a lot of people will um, just read the novel and then listen to her, and then they'll they'll join in the Facebook discussion. You okay. know, you know, they'll do like a chapter a week. However, she does. She does read aloud the okay. the chapter, um, which you can then listen to, um, which is really handy if you know you don't ever get it. You, you know, the only time you get to enjoy a novel is when you're, you know, making your child lunch or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't actually yeah, like yeah. sit down and and just read a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's cool, and that's something that I'm trying to get into more too. Like I want, I want to like this Atlas project. After doing this, well, I mean, it's almost, it's almost over. But like, as as I'm listening, like I'm I'm listening to, I'm I'm actually I'm listening to this the, um, uh, you know, I'm listening to it while I'm reading it. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then also when I and then when I go in and go and listen to the discussions, you know, I I kind of do it all like that, and I like it. It's a good amount of information that you kind of, kind of, you know, synthesize or whatever to still the best you can. And it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, I, that, I think that's the best way to really get into a novel that is, you know, is going to be, you know, really difficult to understand or to get everything. And, uh, I, I, this third time with Atlas was like unbelievable. Like shit was just jumping out at me and I was like, wow. And, uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting on a, a bit of a tangent, but yeah, um, it's no, really no, cool. I would, like to check that, I would like to check that out. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I have to say the, the Alice Project's got just a couple more episodes, um, and I have absolutely adored it. Um, I usually can't listen to it live, which I really regret, but I I will turn it on first thing when I get into lab and start, you know, getting elbows deep in microbes and. <laughs> It's been it's been really wonderful for me, and I'm that's the best so grateful. Time, that's, that, the best, that's the best time to get into yeah, the Alice Project. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm just so grateful to to Ben Barron and um, Greg Salmiri. They have so much experience teaching the you know teaching the novel, and um, they've they've clearly put so much work into this project and. To spectacular effect, and it's been great hearing um, um, people's commentary. I mean, it, I feel lucky to 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 know so many insightful people who love the, the same book I do. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's such a pleasure. Well, the coolest thing, the coolest thing is it, now it's out there, right? So like this is you know this is almost over. It'll be over in a week, and now it's out there. It's out there forever. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. anytime anybody wants to go back, read Atlas and, and follow along with the group and all that. I mean, it's there. It's, it's now it's permanent. It's in permanent marker, so to speak. You can go out there and check mm-hmm. it out. And so it's, and, and, you know, and there's a ton of in-depth questions and answers and stuff that, that they get to. And they do supplemental um, broadcasts and stuff like that. So, I mean, you can really, really get elbows deep into it. And uh, there's no reason not to have this uh, in your queue, you know, whenever, as, as soon as possible. So, you know, uh, go for it. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's just great. I mean, I can't stop. You know, you know I, on I, the topic, um, I'm sorry, Corey, I mean, interrupt. No, you. go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was just going to nope, say, go. um, I don't know how many people enjoy the SoundCloud app. I, I quite like it. Um, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have YouTube Red, so I'm listening to stuff on my phone, so I can either, you know, have YouTube going or, or you know, if I need to do, like, use my calculator or something, then I have to stop what I'm listening to. And so I I, I prefer something that will run in the background. SoundCloud is one of those apps, which is really nice. Um, and on um, the Ayn Rand Institute SoundCloud um, page, they've got a whole bunch of talks and Q&As that Ayn Rand has done. Um, mm-hmm. Tons of Ford Hall Forum addresses, which are just I mean, they're like this sucker punch yeah. of, of knowledge. It's, I mean, it's, it's like I, in like a good way. It, it's, um, yeah. it's really cool to listen to her deliver those talks and um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. So if, if you're at all interested in getting the SoundCloud app, I highly recommend it. It's not just like the Atlas project that you can listen to. There's a ton of other talks that um, Ayn Rand herself delivered, and they're brilliant yeah. and yeah. really fun to listen to. I mean, a lot of them have pretty depressing content, you know, as, you know, Of Living Death talks about um, the encyclicals, um, injunction against abortion and all forms of um, birth control and, and how it essentially reduces human beings to, to joyless breeding stock. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's really depressing, but she has such, you know, obviously she has just this incredible clarity that she, she brings to her talks and um, a very fresh, unique take on all of it. So yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, I, I'm blathering now, but well, I, no, I it's, it's okay. It's, it no, that's that's good. What I wanted to say is, you know, like Jordan Peterson, he's the, the hottest thing, right? It's sliced bread, and it's like, why, why? Jordan Peterson's got like what 65 million people. That's yeah, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but he's got a lot of people. It's like you could you could have. We need that over uh, on our. We need to have people like that amount of people listening to like. Ayn Rand stuff, and not that not that we don't in some cases, but like if you look at like a guy like Jordan Peterson, you look at your own book, and no, look at the look at the amount of listeners they have, and it's not even fucking close, man. Uh, Jordan Peterson is destroying him, 
as far as the amount of people that are listening to him. And it's like, what? That's crazy. Uh, you know, I yeah, I agree with you. I, I cannot explain it. Iran should be should be demolishing him. I mean, you listen. It's the only thing that I can think of is because it's the Jesus stuff, man. <laughs> I, well, people have well, to have that. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe Jordan Peterson is just fashionable. You know, I mean. So I, I think we should take the long view where I think that um, George Pearson came along at the right time when people were so fed up with all this radical feminist stuff. Why, you, you know, you, radical feminist stuff, very, a lot of political correctness. And, you know, he, and he said some very outrageous things that contradicted that. So he became very popular. Well, I think we should see whether he has a long-term impact. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wonder if he's just going to kind of disappear, you know, just, you know, he's been doing for a very long time and he continues to gain an audience, um, yeah. slower than we would like, certainly, but, you know, a lot of these, these people, we, yeah, we look at them and we think how, could possibly have more YouTube subscribers than you're on Brook. It's it's baffling. But, you know, a lot of times they just kinda disappear. I Which mean is, not what like, are the things like from by, via the mafia or something. Hope hope. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean I think we should make a comparison where okay, in the past two years he's had more he's had a larger audience than Doctor Brook. I think we should look over, like, say, a 20-year span. Over a span of 20 years, let's see who makes more of an impact. What, and it's also, I, I, I'm so glad, this is good, too, that, that, um, that Dr. Brooks, that Iran is getting, he's, he's getting the attention of, uh, of uh, oh, God damn it, uh, of uh, Ben Shapiro. Uh, ben Shapiro, God damn, thank you, thank you. Uh, Ben Shapiro is starting to focus more on it's it's coming slowly, but he's getting some videos thrown his way. And, you know, I think eventually there has to, he's, you know, he says he's going to confront him. He says they're going to have a conversation, whatever. But I mean, this has got to happen. This has to happen. Doug, you know, Iran has to have, that is going to be so big for us. If he gets to have an audience with, with Ben Shapiro and gets in front mm-hmm. of a ton of people, Oh, with 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 uh, with Dave Rubin moderating? Are you kidding me? There's no reason then that 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 Dr. Brooks shouldn't be just enormous, like just fucking off the charts. He should be up there, man. I, I, I get frustrated because I'm like he. I I look at him and I'm like, this guy's a genius. I I love it, everything he says, and then two people listen to him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? And uh, and then you know you got it. Go ahead. I have to admit I worry about that because a lot of I hear a lot of objectivists saying I think correctly when you look at Dr. Brooks' audience, um, Dr. Brooks' arguments and Ben Shapiro's arguments, you see that Ben Shapiro, even though he has a very high IQ, he's very intellectually sophisticated. His arguments are so shallow. I mean, yeah. it basically comes down to I'm right because God said so. But that that's right. what worries me. I'm worried that. Ben Shapiro was popular exactly because he has sort of a simple, simple-minded, dumbed, dumbed-down kinds of argument. I'm worried. I think the idea is that you, you, you take Dr. Brooke or someone who's very sophisticated, giving this very sophisticated explanation about why capitalism works, why it's good, and this is very correct. You see, and a lot of people say, "Oh, that's complicated." And Ben Shapiro comes along and says, "Capitalism is good because God said so." Right. And lots of people say, well, that's so, so much simpler. I'm right because God yeah. said so. That can fit on I, a bumper sticker. And I, I'm worried yeah. that that's actually – I'm worried that people gravitate to these very shallow arguments exactly because exactly because they're, kind of, they're shallow and simple and can, be, and can fit on a bumper sticker. It's easy, and it's stuff, stuff they've heard before, and, you know, it's comforting. You know, because it, it's not comforting to, you know, to uh, to have to say, wait a second, 
um, there, there's no God. So now I got to figure out, well, wait a minute. <laughs> there's no God. Hold on a second. You know what I mean? It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it, you, it depends on where you're at within that, within, <clears throat> within that spectrum. You know, if you're, if you're younger and you can say, Oh, that's, you know, I maybe can, but then, you know, as you get older and if you're locked in and, you know, maybe you, maybe you, your, your, your job in, it involves having to believe uh, that's like a big requirement of your job or that's something, you know, that's going to be a really, you're not going to be able to get out of that. Or you, maybe your relationship, you know, with your significant other is dependent upon you believing. So, I mean, that's incredibly uh, tough. And I mean, I, I would imagine then, and, and how are you going to backtrack on that? I mean, that's gotta be, I mean, unbelievable. So I guess I, I get it in that regard because it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. And, and um, but uh, it, it absolutely it needs to happen. It, you know, Prager and these guys, Brooke, Dr. Brooke needs to get more in there. You know, he needs to get in there with these guys. And I just hope it happens. And I, I, I love it when he's, when he when he talks to, about these guys and you know and and he does his shows and he does like YouTube responsive videos and, and you know what I don't think Shapiro's gonna can I don't I really I hope I'm wrong but I don't think Shapiro's gonna debate him not straight up it's not gonna happen because he knows he's wrong he knows he's wrong and he knows he's gonna but you know the way that 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 will happen is he'll 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 be able to flip flop around and. It, it just isn't. I don't. I just don't see it happen. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see. I don't. I just don't see. I think it'll be these stupid little response videos back and forth between them, and that does nothing for. I mean, it's it's entertaining for us, but to try to convert people is not going to help. I mean, it's not going to convert anyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't. Mm-hmm. Know. That's that's just my thought. Oh, wow. But I mean, I, 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 they're entertaining. They are entertaining, and, and 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 you know, it's it's. I like it, but you know, I want to get those two down, sit down with you know with uh, with um, Dave Dave Rubin and I, that you know Rubin will do it and and those guys. So, and I I just think that's going to help his audience. Uh, but well, but it'll help Duran's audience more than Shapiro's. But you know, regardless, um, objectivism has to, look. Objectivism has to win, man. It has to. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, we got to get. I know it what you mean. I mean, we. I, I, I'm just sick. Look, go ahead, Stuart. You know that reminds me. So Meg talked about how you know Ayn Rand even wrote about these very depressing topics. But I have to admit that even when she writes about depressing topics, it made me feel better and safer because at least when someone I if I saw finally someone's talking about the topic in a sane way, and just someone being sensible about it, you know, uh, made me feel safer. I mean, because, and, you know, there's a psychological phenomenon where um, even if you're in a really dangerous situation, when you know you have some control, that itself alleviates a lot of the anxiety. Oh, that's a really interesting point. I... Say that again, you know, when you have, when you know you have some control, when you know someone knows what he or she is doing, that by itself alleviates a lot of the anxiety. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even when the situation remains dangerous, it's when you, the situation is dangerous and you have no control and no one's doing anything about it. That's when the anxiety is at its worst. Yeah. For sure, I could, you know, I could definitely see that, you know, and. <clears throat> Part of it, I mean, yeah, yeah, it just trying to, trying to, just going back to trying to get people together, <clears throat> you know, because, uh, you know, objectivism is so clear. I mean, it, it's just, it's so clear. I mean, it's there, you know, it's just, you just look and they're, you know, and, it's the, you know, I, I guess I'm going to fall back into this, the feelings, but, you know, the people are, they just, but they feel, you know, they feel, I got to feel this, 
rather than no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's great to feel, but you know, it's not the, it's not the the primary. Yeah, it's not the, well, and I know we talked about this before, but again, I think it it bears repeating. Like, it's not. It's you know what I mean. It'd be one thing if people were were passionate about ideas and were constantly on the lookout for connecting, you know, for making connections between um, things they know. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, you know, like there, you're in a really good position because even if they're wrong, you can say, well, this idea that you believe doesn't connect to this other thing that you know. Yeah. Um, and that's not a hopeless situation, right? You can, you can go, you can rewind and and excise this thing that is wrong, and here you go. It's completely integrated now. Um, but what's worse is that a lot of people, you know, are are not only on the on the lookout for connecting things together. They they think they're there's nothing to that you know what I mean like there's no point in that that things don't connect that contradictions do exist and you know so what I I mean they're to summarize what I'm trying to say like they're they're not interested in ideas principles are not a thing for them they you know um, integration is of no value to them and that's a much harder case to combat you know, I'm I'm not even sure. Um, I, I'm not even sure you can. I, I'm certainly no expert on this, and I'm I'm not. Um, my job is not a professional intellectual as like a philosopher. Um, so I don't. I, you know, I, I'm certainly no authority on that. But it is a very difficult case. Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, people say, yeah, this might disagree with this thing that I also believe. Um, but I, I feel like that would be okay. That, you know, so it's a contradiction. I feel okay about that. I mean, what do you, yeah. what do you say to that? that? Yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not much you could, you could, yeah, you could just point it out and, you know, and they can ignore it or, you know what I mean? Or try to, yeah, you you're know, planning the seed, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's just it, too. And I think a lot of times that helps. I mean, it, it does, um, just coming along and saying something. And, uh, but it's it's really all on the person to want to see it, too. Um, it's Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like sometimes I just look at, you know, objectivism or I'll read something or I'll hear something and I'll be like that that connects, everything connects. And now I can just accept it and move on. And like, just, you know, and that's part of my thing. And it's not because I'm accepting because I want to accept it. I am accepting because it's true because it's object, you know, it's objectively, it's true. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't mm-hmm. not, not accept this. Right. So like, just because my feelings might hurt or, you know, it might be uncomfortable. Right. I, I, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, like how Ben Shapiro says, well, your feelings don't matter. Feelings, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, okay, Ben, that's exactly right. I agree with you 100%. Feelings, you know, don't care. Or facts don't care about your feelings. Okay. Now let's live that completely. You got to go the next step now, Ben. You know what I mean? He's not going the next step. He's not, he's not no, going. I, if hey, if look, facts don't care just, about your feelings, and you can't just say I'm right because God said so. Yeah. You know. Uh, John, Jonathan you know, it makes much is, sense. Uh, I'm right because said so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, this. Uh, yeah, I'm white. Yeah, I'm white. I, I'm right because it's googly moogly. Yeah, my, my dog said. Yeah, I mean, that, that's just it. And it's the same thing. Look, it doesn't matter. It, it, it just because you've believed in something longer doesn't make what I believe in less true. Or whatever, like I might have believed in a great googly moogly ten seconds ago, and you believed in your great googly moogly for five thousand years or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's the same. The, the evidence of for both are the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> what they say is the same. You know, all that jazz. So, hey, everybody, we should say hi to Jonathan. I think he's on. Uh, he's going to be on 
Kennedy right now. So, um, you, know, you know, that's right. That's funny what you said. That's true. It, it, you know, if some guy comes out of nowhere and says he's the Messiah, everyone laughs at him. But yeah. basically, the guy is saying the same things that were said, you know, over two thousand years. You know, said two thousand years ago. I, I guess bad ideas that have seniority get promoted. Yeah. You know, some, you know I hear some corporations they look mostly at seniority when they promote someone. You know, even if that person isn't very competent, seniority wins. It's certainly that way in, in Congress. You know, I, I, I guess bad ideas also get seniority. Well, what about this? What about this? Okay, so uh, we just had Easter a couple of weeks ago. Everybody says he is risen. That's his whole. You know, he risen. You know, the Christ rose. And the, okay, now if if you really fucking saw, if if you saw somebody rise from the dead, you would shit your pants. You wouldn't believe it. You would be just. You would you would go zombie and, Jesus. And check, you would check yourself. You would check yourself into the nearest mental institution. So so. If that really happened, right? If All right, you would get a shotgun. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay. so so now you think so 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 you it's okay, but but if it really happened, you guys wouldn't even know what to do. You know, you it would be complete chaos. You know, I I, I think about that. It, it's funny. It's like, uh, are you guys getting ready to go on a camping trip or something? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm packing Gracie's lunch while I talk to you guys. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) I probably shouldn't say this on air, but um, for for Easter, Gracie and I did peep wars, which if you've never done it, you you buy peeps, not for eating because they are not for human consumption. They're gross. Um, Yeah, yeah, they're super gross. Um, So what we do is we take toothpicks, and we stick the toothpicks in the peeps, and then we put them in the microwave so that they're facing each other, like they've got yeah. little little toothpick swords. And then when you yeah. when you microwave them, right, the the air inside the marshmallow expands, and so the whole peep just gets huge. And then like you see who punctures who first, they've won the peep war. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's great. You take best. Well, That's when I was asked, um, <laughs> and when I was asked, well, what are you guys doing for Easter? And I said, peep wars, because Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most blasphemous thing I've ever said, and that's a pretty high bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think is pretty funny is how Ben Shapiro really comes down hard Oh wait a minute, he's he's he's, Jew- he's Orthodox, you not Christian. Well, you know what gets me is how a lot of these Orthodox, um, I mean Christians like Dennis Prager, come down really hard on these anti-globalization rioters. Oh no, no, Dennis Prager is Jewish too. Oh sorry, well <laughs> I guess I can't think of one off the top of it, but a lot of these evangelicals have come down really hard on these anti-globalization rioters. You know the ones who go to the World Trade Trade Organization meetings and they smash all the windows and you know down with corporate America and all that. And they say, oh, and these, and these conservatives just come down hard on them. And I think that's so funny. Isn't their precious Jesus, the original anti-globalization rioter? These money changers are minding their own business. And then Jesus comes, and he, he knocks their stuff down, and he whips them, and he throws his big tantrum. Isn't he the original anti-globalization yeah. rioter? Isn't he the original Berkeley rioter, you know, yeah. burning down the town? Because he can't stand people doing peaceful things. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he went to the the uh, uh, the uh, the temple. He did you know throw down throw down the temple. Yeah, he did. I mean, so where so were? how can they come down how hard these anti-globalization writers? These writers are just rioting because they they yep. see this this blasphemous commerce and they say this is a den of thieves. Yep. Yeah, I guess they're, you know some are okay with it. I guess, you know. Uh, I guess no. I guess seniority wins there too. So being an anti <laughs> anti business yeah. rider is okay if you have seniority yeah. if you did it thousands of years ago. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if we if yeah if, if we you know if we started it now, I mean it would be different. But yeah, so I don't know. I I don't. Know. 
it's just crazy. Uh, you know, um, now I've got this image of Jesus with his Birkenstocks riding like yeah. the Berkeley people. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar had a lot of, you know, modernized aspects. If we modernize further, that's what would happen. And by the way, by the way, Jesus Christ Superstar, I've never seen it, okay, first of all. I'm, I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it's, you know, kosher with the religious people, but doesn't that seem like it should not be? I don't know. It seems like it shouldn't be. Like, isn't that like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess gotta be yeah. I guess like the really strict ones might have a problem with it. Yeah. Huh. All I know is they showed it they showed it on Easter Sunday. I don't like I said I didn't watch it, but anyway, uh I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so, but anyway, I don't know. What else you got, Stuart? I know you guys have other stuff to say. Well, you know, there's, there's this thing that I find so hilarious. It came out several years ago, but it still haunts me. Okay. So at, at Bowdoin College, there's a philosophy professor named Sarah Conley, and she wrote this whole book titled Against Autonomy. And I have to admit, I didn't read the whole book, but she came out with an, an op-ed in the New York Times, you know, that, that's like a short, you know, short 700-word version of the book. It's called, that op-ed is called Three Cheers for the Nanny State. And it's so hilarious where she... Oh, I think I've heard about this. Yeah, she wants you to consent to reading this so she can make this case to you so that you will agree consensually that she's correct to force you. Yeah. And I I think the obvious question that should be asked of her is... is, um, Okay, what if, okay, let's say I sit down and you make your case, and at the end, I read the whole book or I read the whole op ed at least, and at the end, I still don't agree with you. Yeah. Well, that, she's still going to say she's right to force you. She still, yeah. She still thinks she's going to force me. So, this whole exercise in her trying to persuade me peacefully is <laughs> superfluous. Yeah. And I think it's so funny because this happened a lot when I was in high school where there were a lot of these teachers and people, civic people were saying, you know, there should be a civilian draft. You know, you know kids kids are so, you know, self-absorbed. You know, they don't, they don't understand the world. They should be drafted for two years to work in yeah. a soup kitchen, a peacetime yeah. civilian draft. And, of course, and then some of them would sit me down and try to explain this to me why I should I should concede this is good. I'm supposed to admit voluntarily that I agree with this. And again, right. what happens if at the end of their case I don't agree with them? They want to force me. think they should force me. So this this is why I was reading Ayn Rand and uh, you know when that was shrugged and it got me thinking about the sanction of the victim, mm-hmm. where they want where when they force you they want you to help them put up this pretense that what they're doing is honorable. And, and because humane. people, yeah. and they and, have it in their head because, well, because more people are, you know, because more people are for it because, you know, it, 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 that's, you know, that, that, that's the biggest, I think that might actually be the biggest problem we have is, you know, uh, I have a bigger group than you. So it's right that I do this. Right. So, it, it doesn't matter. But I think what like, Stuart is saying is that, like, I mean, there's clearly there's something that's unsettling to these people, even if they um, explicitly hold this idea that, you know, um, popularity confers correctness, right? Like, right. It, at some level, they don't believe it if they're trying to convince you to sh- to sanction them, right? Um, yeah. And and I yeah. suspect that even if absolutely everyone, you know, said that they agreed with them, there'd still be something discomforting about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think no, I think no, but Meg, I think I think we would we would maybe agree with that, but I think that that they don't 
See, I don't think that they necessarily would because I don't think that they would really see it. Because I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I could very well be wrong. I'm totally willing. I understand if I, but I think that people are so brainwashed that, and I'm not saying everybody, but I think that there are some out there that are really so brainwashed that it's like they 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 won't they won't see it. I, I guess I wish I could explain better, but I just don't. I'm just not. I I just I'm just going off of people that I know, and like I can see like people I know just I can hold the fucking I can hold the truth in their head in their face and shove it in their face, and they still won't. They still won't. No, I, I I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Um, but it, you know at the same time if if um, if Stuart, in Stuart's example, right, if, if this person um, believes that this was the right thing to do and yeah. that force was a perfectly legitimate way of doing it, they wouldn't bother to convince anybody. They wouldn't have yeah. to, right? And, and they yep. should feel, if, if, you know what I mean? The fact Absolutely. that they're attempting to convince somebody means that they're, there's something unsettled yes. in their yes. mind. And yes, you could draw out explicitly what's wrong with the whole argument. And and they still, I mean, that doesn't guarantee that they get it, right? Or that, you know what I mean, that you could convince them. So yeah. they just have well, to live I... with that discomfort. You know what I mean? There would be no resolution for them. It, it would just be uncomfortable. Because yeah, I... I, I... Yeah, I think on some level they know that on some level they know that they're just trying to impose their will on you by force. But and this whole exercise is them trying to hide it from themselves. I think that if you let them face it for what it was, they'd react like James Taggart. Well, spoiler warning. They react like James Taggart and just freak out when they saw what they were doing and they go, ah! Yeah. I think that's what would happen. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're right. I, I can I can see that. I just, yeah, I guess maybe I'm, <clears throat> see, this is why I need to hang out with you guys more is because I'm, I'm really skeptical <laughs> that people, that people are going to be able to change. Like, yeah, I just don't. You know, the first, yeah, I know what you, but, but we changed, right? Like, we well, can introspect and know that we've changed. And, um, you know, relating to what you were saying, Stuart, is, um, I was thinking about, you know, this person who was saying three cheers for a nanny state and, you know, like the idea of, of forcing children to, you know, high school children, for example, um, to volunteer at a soup kitchen, right? Now, it may be true that a number of kids would, you know, be, be learning more um, or enriching themselves more by doing this than what they had initially planned on doing. Who am I to guess, right? Um, But certainly there would always be some kids who would be able to better use that time studying calculus or running their business or working a job to support themselves or their families, right? Like, you know, perhaps those those students are, are rare compared to the total population, but that doesn't mean they count less, right? And I'm I'm drawing these examples because like you know what I mean? Like these what they're doing matters. It's really, really important. And and these these, you know, indentured servitudes are, are like they punish the people they punish most are the people who have, you know, who are doing the things most important. And that's really tragic. I mean, this isn't something that I think should be treated flippantly. You know what I mean? This isn't just about, like, oh, kids just, you know, play video games. They should be doing something more productive. That, you know what I mean? The kids for whom that's not true don't count less. They matter. What they do matters. And even the kids that play video games, you know what I mean? Like maybe 
that's what they need to to unwind so that they can focus on on the things that matter. You know who yeah. who are we to tell them what what's the best use of their time? We don't know them. Yeah, yeah. It's like everybody should be out playing baseball, or they should be you know or whatever, just doing the same. You know, this is something that this ideal that's in our own mind about what we did when we were that age, or what we experienced, you know, or whatever. That that's the ideal. That's 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 right. That's just. That's the not 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 necessarily. You know, not 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 at all in some cases. So yeah, I mean yeah, I, we get this idealized version of how things should be, and that's just it. And everybody has to conform. Or whatever. Yeah, I um, I don't understand that. Like people who try to recreate themselves and their children. I, I mean, I know me. I, yep. <laughs> I know what I'm like, right? I didn't. I I you know didn't become a parent to like rehash that. Um, yeah. I became a parent because you know I'm I'm excited to see what what you know, something new something you know not that I'm I'm gonna be upset if, if Gracie likes some of the things I do, but I am really excited to see what what's different. You know, yeah. how she maybe maybe own person. It, um she already has. And I I mean I'm just, you know, thinking about, you know, when she gets older and like, hey, you know, I never thought about this way of doing something yeah, and I'm whatever years older than you and well, I learned something from you and, and that's, that's great. I, I don't think you should be, uh, you know, Oh, you're my kid. So yeah, I can never, you know, so you, I, I can never like learn something, you know, I can never, I don't know. I can never like, you know, experience something that you haven't experienced or something. I don't, I, it's just, you should be open to, so your kids giving you ideas about stuff. Learning. I'm really worried about people who expect their children to give them meaning. I think that's the, their way of using and exploiting their children in a psychological way. You know, I, I read this essay by, by me saying they really didn't like it in that Tom Cruise Jerry Maguire, where Jerry Maguire says, you can me. They don't like yeah, those ideas. Yeah, that's super thing. You 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 know you have no meaning. You're nobody until someone else loves you. Like Dean Martin song goes, you know that you need to find you need a romantic partner to give you meaning. The yeah. psychologists say no. You have to be complete first, and when you're complete first, that's when you can be a truly loving, reliable, romantic partner. And I thought that also applies to child rearing. I get so worried when people. You know, say, well, your life has no meaning until you have children. You have children to give yourself meaning. You know, oh, give you wow. like that. You know, you have, you, chose, you have children, and then they will impose meaning on you. And it worries me when people say that. No, that's how children get used and exploited and manipulated. And I think what the psychologists say about rank partners also applies with children where, no, you already have to be a complete person first. You already have to have meaning. And when you're a complete person, that's when you can be there for your children and reliable and respect them as unique individuals who are, you know, an entity unto themselves. We have to have, yeah, have I an agency. I, I'm not a genius when it comes to interpersonal relationships. I think everyone who listens to this show knows this. But I don't. I mean, it, it's. I don't see that. <laughs> you can. <laughs> it, Guys, we gotta get wrapped up. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. Um, you, I mean, having said that, I think it's. I mean, I, I think I'm on pretty solid ground when I say that. You know, it is way too much to ask another adult to fix you, right? That's that's nobody's job, but yours. But to ask that of a child. It's it's exponentially way too much to ask, and in terms of like an unfair ask, it's you know what I mean. It's just even more unfair to ask. All right, that's that a perfect way to that's a perfect way to end. That's a perfect way to end it, guys. We'll see you next uh, next Wednesday. Okay.
Yeah, cheers, guys. Great to talk everybody to you have a good Everybody have a good weekend. It's good to get back to the groove here, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Take care. Zoomcastic and mahalo. <laughs>